following is a Furnish Brothers production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Talking Buds podcast. It is the Talking Buds podcast. It's the Talking Buds podcast, folks. Talking Buds podcast. Season two, Talking Buds podcast. Let's go. All he's got to do is get in the weight room and, oh, baby, he'll be a good pro in no time. Good pro. Stinks. Absolutely stinks. Stanley Cup? How about let's just run around? What a dummy. You just know that Babs was looking to see if there was any gas left in the tank of that good pro. This, this, this. This is the Talking Buds Podcast. And now, here's your host, Rob and Ryan. Season two of the Talkin' Buds podcast. Ryan, we are back. Summer is over. We are days away from the opening of Maple Leafs training camp. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. How are you feeling? How was your summer? Lay it on me. Season two, buddy. I cannot be more fired up, man. It seems like it's been forever since we've been on here. We did a couple summer shows but it's been a long, long time. We've been waiting, a lot of changes, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to look forward to coming up this season. My summer, it flew by, man. It it seems like a while we've been on this podcast, but when you really think about it, time kind of goes by really quickly, and here we are back again. Training camp, here we come. Season two, couldn't be more fired up, buddy. New logo, new intro, but the same talking buds as always. Yes, and we got some hot takes for you this season. So I don't know a better place to start, Ryan, than the number one topic that has swept Leafs Nation off its feet. Austin Matthews mustache. Oh yeah, what headline news, buddy. That, as Jeff O'Neill likes to call, a good old cookie duster. Austin (laughs) shows up. First time on the ice with just a legend mustache. And he he was on with Tim and Sid. They asked him about it. He said he didn't care what people thought. And when you look at how much that guy's making a year, it's pretty easy to see why why he wouldn't care what people think about it. I love it. I hope he keeps it. He's done it. He's wearing it on media day. So every picture you see of Austin Matthews this season, you're going to see that thing. So I hope he keeps it. I, um, it's so funny, right? Cause it is, it's just a mustache, but it shows the difference between the two generations of Leaf fans, right? Like the younger generation, 
loves it. Loves everything about Matthews, the flamboyant clothing. Like, he's cool. He's a cool New Age oh, yeah. style hockey player. And he's bringing a sense of personality to this league that desperately needs personality and star power. Desperately. And the older generation hates it. Just hates it. So like, unprofessional. I know, I know. Look at this like, clown. Just go out there and play hockey. Yeah, it's brutal, man. Yeah, I, like, I hate on. people who have that take. It's like, get out of here with that. Like, th- this league is can be so dull and so bland and cookie cutter sometimes. And to have a guy like this who's just bringing a new perspective and personality, I love it. Put the C on his jersey right now as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Austin Matthews, no doubt about it, is in the Austin Matthews business. He's not in the NHL good pro, NHL player, carving copy business. He's in the Austin Matthews business. That's why he does not care, and he's probably going to rock that thing until he goes on a 10-game slump, but he can't score a goal. And then you'll see it go. It's funny. The NHL was getting carved on social last weekend because they put out these, like, web ads. I don't know if you saw them, but it's like it's like a two-image, like, split screen. And on the one side, it's got Matthews. And on the other side, it's got, like, a couple um, kissing. It looks like from, like, a movie or something. And it says, on top of the couple kissing, it says, no soap operas. And then on top of Matthews, it says just hockey. And they were getting carved for that because it's basically that ad basically says all the stuff you like about the NFL and the NBA, you're not going to find any of that here, yeah, which is like, it's like good like how, marketing. Yeah, yeah. Most tone deaf thing I've those, ever seen. Those suit dummies, geniuses, marketing oh. geniuses, bud. It's terrible, Ryan. Like, I saw that, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, people love the NBA. The NBA offseason is arguably more exciting than the actual season. And It is. Cool? It, yeah. it, not, not even arguably. Like, 82 games in a basketball regular season, you know who's going to make the playoffs? The offseason, th- those couple days of free agency in the NBA, it's like, that has never, ever been a thing in the National Hockey League. Never. And the league does nothing to, like get get itself there like oh, it yeah. does nothing to be and like you look at the antonio brown thing in the nfl man like that's that thing is constantly being every three hours there was a new update on him and it's like where, where are the nhl hockey players no idea what are they doing we have no idea anyway so i just anyone who's upset about the stash relax it's awesome give the man the c at this point as far as i'm concerned but i want to start there i know everyone like don't worry, we'll get to Mitch Marner. I'm going to put off talking about Mitch Marner. We, I feel like we spent all last year talking about contracts, and here we are, first episode of season two, and we're going to talk about a player and his contract. So Yeah, I guess that's just the way this league's going now, buddy. So, But I don't want to start there. I want to start with um, something that we put on Instagram a couple days ago and got tons of great engagement Kyle Dubas played Coy last week in an interview with Bob McKenzie when asked if the Leafs were going to name a captain. I feel like that's coming. I feel like this is the year we're going to have a new captain for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I I put up our top three picks, Riley, Tavares, and Matthews. And it was split like three ways. Like all there were all three of them got an equal amount of support from what I saw. And so I want to start with you. Your choice for the next captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Man, I go back and forth. And I, I like John Tavares, but he's out of the conversation for me. He, he's, he's already been a captain of an NHL hockey team. He's a veteran. 
I feel like his kind of time as captain, even though his persona, his attitude, what he brings every day is like dream captain material. But if you want to talk about like the core DNA of this hockey team, it's got to be Riley or Matthews. Yeah. Because Riley is now the, the longest tenured leaf on the team. And apparently he's just in with everybody. He's a beauty. We know what he can do. And then you have Austin Matthews, who's like, as soon as they drafted this guy, he was the face of the franchise. And they haven't had that in a very long time. I'm with you. I think on paper, you know, Tavares, is he's got it all. And he's been a captain before. He knows what that means. But I just, like, with this team and this group of players and, like, just the the whole vibe that this team brings, I just don't know if he's the right fit. No, I, so, I agree. He might be he, he might be too quiet. Like, Yeah, and he's just he's a little professional, too stoic. Like, yeah, I can just imagine like, just walking in the room being like, hey, Johnny, how's it going, bud? And he's just like, nope, good. I'm yeah, good. yeah, right? And so I'm genuinely split down the middle between Riley and Matthews yeah. because you got Riley who is like, like you said, the longest tenured Leaf, one of the most beloved guys in the room. Like, he's captain material. He gives it his all every night. He's their number one defenseman. Like, he, he's just, he's got all the intangibles. But then, to the conversation we just had about Matthews. Matthews brings, like, a new age persona and personality. And he is the face of this new generation, new era Leaf team. And so, I, I'm torn down the middle, man. I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm genuinely torn. Yeah, but if I you, think if you I, held a gun to my head and say put a letter on their jersey right now, Austin Matthews. Yeah, it's tough. I I it I don't want to always agree, so maybe I'll pick Morgan Riley because it's just to me it's almost the safer choice. I don't know why. Just to me, if they name Morgan Riley, actually I don't know, man. The more I think about it, it's like the fact that they haven't named one in so long. And it's just been a conversation. I almost feel like what they were trying to avoid with not naming one with all the drama, they've almost created more drama by not naming one because now when they finally name one, it's like, oh, now that's that's a slight against Matthews. I think the easy, I think the safe pick is Austin Matthews with the media. But I feel like with people who are like kind of diehard Lee fans, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe we should give it to Morgan Riley because we know what he can do. He's proved throughout his whole career that he's a great player and he's a good dude but I think at the end of the day it's going to be 34 that's going to be the captain because it's it's like let's let's stop dinking around here this is your franchise guy this is what you do with franchise guys you put the c on them right away so it's like just they just got to name one man just rip the band-aid off like it's been too long the uh the quote from Dubis when asked by Bob McKenzie was I think last year, going through the year in this position rather than the assistant general manager position, it really allowed me to see the different qualities that are going to be needed in that role, how the person conducts himself every day, and really the fact that the person needs to be present and ready to deal with things that come along. So he's just basically talking about like, you got to be available to the media every day when you're in that role. And I kind of want to put Matthews in that position. Like I know Riley can handle that. I, but it's like when I think about that aspect of it, I want Matthews to be in that position. Yeah, I think they could both handle it kind of at the same sort of level. Like, I feel like not one. You can't look at one of those guys and be like, oh, he'd be way better at handling that situation. I feel like they're both pretty even when it comes to just standing up, answering the questions. I know Austin Matthews, like we talked about earlier, is kind of not kind of getting away from the, the NHL player way of just being 
conform to every rule, but in a post-game interview when they ask him about the game, he's going to give the classic hockey answers as the captain. Like, he's not going to say anything crazy. I'm sure if they go on, like, a six-game skid, he'll he'll have something to say to get everyone pumped up and give something to the media to talk about. But I feel like for both of them in that situation, they could probably handle it just as well as, as the other can. So it, it's going to boil down to just, like, are we like let's go with Austin Matthews? I know usually players of that stature sign eight-year deals. He didn't sign an eight-year deal; he signed a five-year deal. But if he's your franchise, if he's the guy you're paying the most money to on your team, and you expect the most out of, then he to me he should be the captain. Well, I um, got nothing really left to say on that one, Ryan. I hundred percent agree with you. Moving yeah, on, it's, just, it's a it's a big it's too big of a deal now. Like it's just like just rip the band aid, name one. Like let's go. Like yeah. come on. Yeah, I agree. Moving on, another huge story that broke on the weekend. Well, not really a huge story, but still you know big. We we kind of saw this coming. We didn't think he was coming back this year, but Jake Gardner has officially played his last game as a Toronto Maple Leaf. He signed a four year deal worth four point zero five million per season with the Carolina Hurricanes. That's a good deal for the Hurricanes, man. Oh yeah. Well, maybe the market. We were talking crazy numbers for Jake Gardner last season. Like, oh he'll. He'll, he'll, a guy like him, he'll reel in about $7 million, $6 million for a free agent contract. Mm-mm. Nope. Maybe these restricted free agents and the drama that's going on with them has kind of made general managers feel like, I don't really need to sign Jake Gardner, who's a pretty good defenseman, but a 3-4 guy to $7 million. Like We're going to have other problems to deal with in a year or two years for all these guys on entry level who were coming up restricted because they went through the Sebastian Ajo thing, and they're one of the only teams that got an RFA done. So it's not just the Hurricanes, but it kind of shows me that general managers around the league are looking at UFA guys who are kind of bubble elite players, good players, and being like, I don't need to sign this guy to a $6, 7000000 million deal. Like he's, he's really not worth it. So I think feel like that was the holdup for Garner signing a contract, but... That's the perfect place for Jay Gardner to go to, buddy, because that is the complete opposite of the Maple Leaf media. So I feel like he's going to enjoy the hell out of playing there. But I don't think it was the media that got on Gardner here as much as the fans. Like his his tenure here and his relationship with the fan base was a roller coaster ride to say the least. Like there yeah. was so many ups and downs with Jake Gardner's tenure here. And a lot of people gave him a lot of crap us included, but honestly, I, I felt bad for the guy this week because you could tell he wanted, through all that, he wanted to be here and he wanted to stay, but he, they just can't afford him because of this whole Marner thing that's going on, and so, you know what, at the end of the day, I tip my hat to the guy, he was a good soldier while he was here, like I said, he had his ups and downs, like the game seven he played last year against Boston or two years ago now against Boston where it was just, it did not go well for him. He getting booed by the fans last year, but you know what? Tip your hat to the guy. He wanted to stay. So yeah. And he never did anything stupid. Like he was just a guy who the chalk it up another leaf defenseman in the history of this hockey team. Who's just been ran over by the fan base and talked about constantly in the media. Just another one. Thomas Caberlet, Mike Komasarek, the list goes on and on. Brian McCabe. Yeah. So, 
Hot tip to do. Do you have a favorite Jake Gardner memory you'd like to share before we move on from him? No, absolutely not. I don't have a memory <laughs> in particular. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm For not going to lie. When, when they first acquired him, like I was one of the guys like beating the drum, being like, this guy's great. He could skate. He's got hands. But time tells all. And it's just like, you know what? He's a good defenseman, but he's not. He's not worth it. He's not worth sticking around for that kind of money. Like, it's just, it wasn't worth it, and it's time to move on. All right, Rye. We've, um, we're about, how long are we in? We're about 15 minutes in here, and uh, we've put it off long enough. So let's get into it. Training camp opens this coming Friday the 13th in St. John's, Newfoundland. Will Mitch Marner be in St. John's for day one of camp? I'm leading towards no. I don't know because after everything that happened last year with Nylander and everything else is going on around the league with restricted free agents, you you can kind of lean towards what you're going to think, but you really just, you don't know. And I'm just leaning towards no. It's, It's just a nightmare. Like now they're talking bridge deal. Like three year bridge deal and it's at like, nine and a half million. I have like, such this? a hard time, Ryan. I have such a hard time calling nine and a half million a bridge deal. I know it's like, come on, what's the point? Like, wh- what does he look like? I've heard it, you've heard so many conflicting reports on the term that Marner wants. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Like he wants, he wants the same contract Matthews got. Like. Bob McKenzie said it best. It's like, it's no longer, like, if you want to make the argument about his comparables around the league, you're wasting your time because that's not what it's about to the Marner camp. There's one comparable, and he wears number 34 on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that is who Marner, his agent, and his dad, who, through all accounts, is extremely involved in all of this. That's that's their comparable. And unless they get the same deal that Matthews got, they're prepared to hold out and, or that's what, at least what they're saying to me. I don't, I don't get it. Like the Leafs don't have the flexibility to do what they did last year with Nylander and bring Marner in halfway through the season. So he's either got to be there for day one or he's missing the whole year. I, I don't even want to think about what's going to happen to this fan base in this market. If Mitch Marner ends up sitting the whole year. You know what, man? I, I'm so done with Mitch Marner. I'm so done with him. Yeah, you, I'll fight with Leaf fans all day if it's like, well, you don't want that good of a player sitting on the sidelines all year. And it's like, yeah, but this this thing is, this restricted, we talked all last year how William Nylander was at the forefront of this issue. And we were right. Because now it's happening to so many different teams around the league. And it, it's hard for these general managers to to make a right decision I if I'm Kyle Dubas, like Kyle Dubas has to some has to kind of win in this deal. Well, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Exactly. It's like there, there's no winning for him. But it's like no. I, I understand Mitch Marner wants. There, there's two sides of this. Like I see why he thinks it's comparable as Matthews because throughout their Leaf career, their impact and the difference they've had on the ice is not very far. They're pretty similar. Mitch Marner was unbelievable in the regular season last year. Didn't really show up in the playoffs, but he was unbelievable in the regular season last year. And he played well with Bozak and Van Riemsdyk the two years before that. And he always drove a line, and he was very exciting to watch. So if I'm Marner's dad or Marner or his agent, it's kind of like, okay, I can kind of see where you're coming from there. But also, there's so many different sides to this. It, it 
my brain is all wired. It's like, but this wouldn't be an issue if Kyle Dubas didn't pay guys like way too much money. Yeah. Like if you think he paid William Nylander over his worth and there's that given Austin Matthews production in his career, I know what everyone thinks of him and he's one of the best players in the league for the amount of money he's getting paid. He hasn't really done anything. Well, for Matthews, it's more, it's like the thing with Matthews is more about the term. It's not really the dollars. Like Matthews is an $11.5 million player. I don't think me. he, I don't think he's proved to be an $11.5 million player. I really don't like yeah, the guys, that. he's a, he's a top goal scorer, but I, I don't think he's done the things that other players have done around the league to earn that kind of money. Like, I'm sorry. He's but, never had an incredible season. He scored 40 goals, but like, let like sometimes I think we got to chill on the Matthews hype a bit. Because he still has a lot more to prove to me. So it's like, I, I think Marner's dumb for for ignoring the comparables around the league. I kind of get where he's coming from with Matthews. It, but it's just like, so it's like one day I'm like, hey, I get it. And then another day I'm like, I hate you, Marner. Just sign the contract, man. Like, Well, most people, Ryan, like this has not been a good summer. We talked about this on our uh, summer show we did a few months ago this has not been a good summer pr wise for the marner camp like i don't see anyone who is taking his side in this i see everyone being like you are a greedy little you know what exactly and and last year man like going through that last year with william nylander if this was the first time he went through this it would be a lot different but after me and you spending hours and hours and hours on the first couple episodes on this podcast it was basically the william nylander podcast and after all of that, going through all of that, it's made it different this time around with another restricted, talented free agent. It's like, hey, dude, we're not doing this again. Like, no this one, one wants seems to do so this much again, more hostile buddy. to me, though, Rye. Like, this one seems like, like uglier. Like, there, like the Nylander one was like it. It wasn't. I'm not gonna say it was like pleasant, but I just never got the sense that the two sides were like, like really aggressive with one another. And yeah. I kind of get that with this one. Like, I think like I'm on, I'm with everybody else. Like I, I, I would sit down across from Marner. Like, what do you want? Do you want to win or do you want to get paid? Cause if you want to get paid 11.5 million, we're going to trade you like coming into like this time next year, we'll be having the same conversation about Jake Muzzin and Tyson Berry and whoever else they have. That's that'll be it. RFA slash UFA next year. And it's like, you can only have, your slice of the pie can only be so big. So if you want to stay here, which is why, like, again, if you want to do the three years, 9.5 million, whatever, like, fine, go ahead. I just like, it's, I'm with you. I've had enough. It's like, either get your ass to St. John's Newfoundland for camp and be there and be out there with your teammates and, come together to try and chase the holy grail achieve the ultimate goal or don't and we'll trade you because yeah, you're not it's... you're not getting five years 11.5 no no and it's like i think it's a lot worse this time with martin a lot more hostile because the the money involved man like if you actually look after all the things we've said about nylander it, it like if you look at his deal it's like I can't believe it's I'm good. saying this, but it's not that bad. No, like, it's a good deal. You, you know, like yeah. I, at the time, I was, everyone was like, oh, they, they overpaid him. He did this. And I feel like the reason for that is because effort's a question with William Nylander. It's like every single night, effort is a question. With Mitch Marner, effort is not a question. Like, you know what you're getting out of Mitch Marner. He's a great hockey player. He's never going to have a stretch where you're like, this guy stinks. 
Like, you know how good he is. So when you look back at the Nylander deal, it's kind of like, like Kate Clayton Keller, an average NHL hockey player for the Coyotes, just signed like a $7 million deal. And it's like, hey, Nylander's better than him. So maybe that deal wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But with Mitch, it's like, okay, he's a great hockey player. We know what he's going to give you. He's a 90-point guy if he shows up and, and plays a whole healthy season. But it's just like, dude, you got to you gotta just kind of level with us here, dude. Like, that's, that's a why, lot of money. Yeah. You are handicapping yeah. your hockey team. That's why I think the the PR around it has been so bad because people are like, dude, like you listen, we get it. You want to get your money, but you're still going to get, you're still going to be handsomely rewarded and well compensated for your role on the team. And you just seemingly, the perception is that he doesn't care about the long-term ramifications a deal like that would do to the Leafs and their cap, especially when this is the first time in my life where this team year in and year out is in a sentence to be like, is in the conversation, excuse me, to be like, they could win the Stanley Cup. And now you, because you don't think it's fair that Austin got that deal and you yeah, want that deal too, you're going to, you're going to put the team in a situation where you could potentially take that, take them out of that conversation. It's not cool. And I'm at the point where if news breaks that they just couldn't come to an agreement and Kyle Dubas traded Mitch Marner, I'm not going to be upset. Like, cause in my opinion, it's Marner and his dad and his agent that are putting the organization in that spot where they feel like they have n- nowhere else to turn, but to make a trade. Yeah, so you, if that tough, tough decisions, man, like a, yeah. I do not want to be in Kyle Dubas's shoes, man. Holy, but right. I gotta be honest. Like, sure. Everyone will be disappointed, but I don't think anyone, it's not like there's going to be a huge revolt around Kyle Dubas. If he does that, I think mm-hmm. it'll be Mitch Marner will go down as one of the most hated ex Leafs of all time. In my opinion. And the guy will get booed out of the building every time he shows up. Oh, yeah. If he, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I no start, doubt. Yeah. I would start a daddy's boy chant if he sh- if he came <laughs> into the building. That's a good one. Again. It's, it, man, like, it's, you go back and forth on it. And at the end of the day, usually you kind of side with the Leafs and Dubas. But sometimes when I think about it, like I said earlier, it's like I don't really blame Mitch for thinking that he's the same as Austin Matthews because production-wise, he is. Like, he is just as good. He does provide just as more. But it's like, at the end of the day, you kind of have to accept that you're not a centerman. You're not a big centerman. You're, you're more of an assist guy than a goal guy. You weren't the first overall pick. You weren't the choice to be the savior of the franchise. Even though you're just as good, there's a lot of other things where Matthews is ahead of you. It may not be everything stats-related, on-ice-related, and that's tough to swallow for Mitch and his dad. But it's like, this is the situation you're in. Like, you can't get everything you want. No other. T- if any other hockey team wanted to sign Mitch Marner to that money, they would have. They would have given up the first four, the the first four first-round picks or whatever. Sorry, I'm tongue-tied there, but it's it's like. Like, oh my God, it's just like, he's got it. He's just got to understand the situation he's in and he's just got to sign the contract. It's going to be a great deal. You're a $9 million plus player. You're just as good. You're a top 50 player in the league. Like just sign the deal. So what if you get $2 million less? It's not like you're making $6 million less. It's 2 million. 
Like, come on, dude. You're the, you're the local guy. You grew up here. I know deep down all you want to do is play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We know that. But he's just, they can't get over the what's fair and what's not fair. And that's what's ultimately going to put this thing off a cliff. And he's gonna. it's going to be ugly. I don't, I don't think he's going to be there opening day, training camp. Oh, boy. It's going to – I feel bad for – it'll be the second year in a row where these guys are just going to get pelted with questions about a teammate who's not present. Like, how, how do you think Babs feels about this? He's probably not happy. No, he's probably not happy. But at the same time, if you're, if you're a depth player on the Toronto Maple Leafs and this is the year where it's open season for anybody – for any guy in this in this organization, in the NHL, in the AHL, in junior, if you're invited to training camp, it's open season. This is the most opportunity there's been on this hockey team in a very long time. So it's an opportunity for other guys. And you'll get to see more of other guys, which I'm kind of excited for. This is the year where it's like, okay, the, the Lou Lamorello era is kind of out. All those guys are kind of gone. And then there was still a little uh, Dave Nonis Jake Garner, guys like that, they're all gone. Now it's Kyle Dubas's team. And I want to see these guys step up. I want to see who's going to make a difference because it's these guys making under a million dollars a year who are going to be the difference for this hockey team. Jason Spezza. Oh, yeah. The Trevor Moores, the Mason Marchments, the Alexander Kerfoots, the Russian kid they signed. I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce his name right now or else. I'm Tyson gonna- Barry. Barry's embarrassed myself it one year of Barry he won't be back next year I don't think but and then you got Dermot's hurt but you got Dermot he's gonna step up and then maybe one of the kids Sandin Sandine Lilligren like this is the year for we're gonna see a lot there's no Patrick Marlowe's James Van Reems Dykes yeah Tyler Bozak's all those guys are gone yeah so all new bottom six no more kind of to go you kind of naturally took the conversation there. I don't want to get too much into into like lineup and stuff because we got a few weeks of camp where that's all we're going to talk about. But tell me the one thing that you're most looking forward to seeing as camp gets set to open this week. Most thing, I, I there's nothing I'm going to see in training camp that's going to get me excited. We're going to have to wait till puck drops in October. For the regular season. Right now I've got the top four kind of mapped out in my head as Riley, Muzzin, Barry, CeCe. And then when Dermot comes back, he'll obviously challenge CeCe for that fourth spot. But for me, it's like, I'm really excited about the new look defense this year. Yeah. We went on and on about how terrible we thought their yeah. defensive Hainsey, depth was last Zaysev, year. Yeah. Gardner, all gone. All, gone. all yeah, guys all we've gone. ripped on at one point. Osha Gainoff. Gone. Yeah. It's just, let, let, let's see. You know what I'm excited for? I'm excited for the bottom six. I'm excited to see if some new guys, some young guys can offer a little bit of four check for this hockey team let's get a little toughness going no we don't need to drop the gloves but let's let's yeah let's hammer tougher into the boards let's play faster let's play harder let's four check way harder than we've done the past couple years because that's something they need desperately well and you know what right like you you look around their division like off the top of your head you think oh they're probably going to play boston again in the first round of the playoffs there's no guarantee of that. And there's also no guarantee that the Leafs are just going to sit comfortably in a playoff spot this year. No, like the, the Panthers Atlantic, are better. Yeah, the Panther, the Panthers are better. The Sabres should take another step. Bruins are still good. Yeah, the, the Habs. Lightning are still good. 
You never Habs. know what the Habs can do. They were pretty yeah. good for a bit, even though they kind yeah. of dropped off. They, the I, I think they're going to be Red okay. Wings. The Sens and Red Wings will probably still chill at the bottom. But yeah, yeah. To but, me, uh, the team that should be better, much improved this year in the division, is the Florida Panthers. Yeah, but I, I'm going to be careful with that, even though on paper it looks like that, because the past three years there's been guys in this country who cover hockey who tell us that the Panthers are going to be better this year, and they're not. But they have made some dramatic changes. So, yeah, like, you're right. Like, it may not be just sitting in second and third all year. It might be a wild card thing. Like, you never yeah. know. There's no guarantee. There could be injuries. Like, yep. Yep. like it could the they could be horrible. Like, the bottom six could be terrible and not ready. And Matthews could get hurt. And oh, Morgan Riley could get hurt. So, it's like anything could don't happen. Don't scare me like that, saying something like that. But Matthews the, the, could the get thing hurt. I want to see this year is they were talking to Anderson in the media the other day, and they were talking about kind of the load management Kawhi Leonard effect for Freddie this year for not playing as many games. It's like, let's see what they got to find some goalie depth. Like, let's see what Michael Hutchinson can do. I know they got Neuverth on a PTO. They got a couple young guys wall. Forget the other two guys names off the top of my head, but like that, that's something they got to, they got to have some good backup goaltending yeah. this year. What young guys are going to step up? Like I was just talking about the defense. I didn't even mention Sandin and Lilligren. Like, like where are those guys? Can they potentially make the team? And then you got the tough, I think Ben Harper, that guy could throw him. Yeah. Happy they like, finally well, got a, he'll be the Ojeganoff, like the seventh guy this year. There's yeah, but I'm no happy. way Babs could, is not going to take that guy. Babs could, will have that. Yeah. Guy. You could dig up some some clips of Ben Harper pummeling a guy in the face, which a lot yeah. of Lee fans are going to like. Which is exactly why I think he's on the team. He'll have the Ojiganoff seventh defenseman role that uh, Babs always likes to keep the extra guy, and I think Ben Harper will be sitting in that seat this year. Oh, yeah. And pummeling don't forget, guys. Ryan, don't forget who's also still kicking around. Marty Marinson. Oh yeah, <laughs> nah, dude. That, he'll be penciled out until someone gets hurt. <laughs> Poor Marty Marinson, man. He just yeah. takes so much heat from us on this show. He takes heat from everyone, man. But you know yeah. what? I'll, I'll give Marty props. He's still hanging around, man. There's a lot of guys who aren't in the league anymore, and Marty somehow is kicking around. There's a reason why they won't get rid of him, Ryan. Yeah, it's they all clearly to do like with analytics, which shows you how dumb analytics are sometimes. All right, I think uh, I think we can wrap this up now. Like I said, I don't want to get too in depth. We've got weeks of camp where we're going to talk about like line combinations and who we like, who we don't like, and I'm tons of Babcock talk. So let's let's kind of save that. The important thing is, rise that we're back full time. Yes, shook the rust off today, buddy. Oh yeah, did I? I felt a little rusty today. Oh, yeah, I'm not same. gonna lie. Yeah, I was kind of few... talking at some point. I sound like a complete idiot. I don't know where the hell I was going. So yeah. hopefully, I could shake the rust off and be ready. Because I am so I'm... fired up, bud. Yeah, a few moments where I'm trying to just like the words aren't properly getting from my brain to my mouth. So no, I and my opinions like <laughs> two minutes. I'm like, oh, I agree with this, and then two minutes later, I'm like, nah, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? In all seriousness, though, like, I know this is kind of like people would think, oh, yeah, obviously you're going to say this, but it's true. I'm genuinely pumped for this year. I love all the moves they've made this offseason. I love 
everything Kyle Dubas and his management team have done. They just seem like they have more depth this year. Like, like they're starting the season with Hyman and Dermot both injured and probably out for like at least a month. Dermot longer. Like Hyman, I think Hyman, it'll be a month is is my understanding. And then Dermot could potentially be till like Christmas. Yeah. But That's I, I just feel like they've done a good job of adding depth all throughout the roster. And it's exciting. Like like a guy like Sandin, with Dermot out, that's his spot. He can total he's good enough to play on the third pair. Because we know Babs will not have him in the top four. So he's good enough to be their fifth or sixth guy with Dermot out. So I he there's a guy who I expect to have an impressive camp and to get people talking. Yeah. And for me, I always enjoy like it was like the year where Matthew started, Marner, Brown, Hyman. It's kind of like a lot of guys left last season, and to me, that's exciting when you have so many new guys that you haven't really formed an opinion on that you're all optimistic about heading into the season. Like, no more Connor Brown, Zaitsev, Hainsey, Gardner. Like, no more Garrett Sparks. Nazem like, Kadri. No more Nazem. He's the guy I always forget about, man. I always forget that Nazem's not a Leaf anymore. It's weird. No. Yeah, it is weird, man. It's, it's so totally weird. weird. Yeah, it's totally weird. Like, but- he, that's, to me, like, I... I that dawns on me every time too. I'm like, holy crap, Nazem Kadri is not a is leaf not, anymore. Yeah, he's and you're not, gonna miss him, man. Like, there's yeah. some nights where he kind of you wish you got a little more out of him. Last year, his offense kind of went downhill, but we know what Nazem can bring when it comes to dragging guys into a fight. So it's like, who's gonna replace that? You know, like there's a lot of question marks, but a lot of optimistic thoughts because you've never seen a lot of these guys play a, a lot of games in the league before. So that's why I'm so excited for this season. Let's see what Babcock Babcock adjust. No, probably not. But (laughs) no, definitely not. No, biggest ego in professional sports. Can he adjust? It's funny. I I was gonna I was gonna hold this till next week, but like Kyle Dubas in his interview with Bob McKenzie, they talked about bringing in Jason Spezza, and Dubas was like, it was an interesting quote. He basically said like. Um, you know, we were careful not to promise him too big of a role. Like when you're bringing in a veteran player like that, you don't want to get his hopes up and say like, you're going to have a guaranteed spot. So we were really like, we could use you in different situations, but you're not going to come in and be like a, like our third line center every night type thing. And I was like, you sure about that, Kyle? Yeah. Well, right now, if you go on, like you go on Google and type in Maple Leafs projected lineup, you got they got Spets on the on the power play. They got Spets oh. on that penalty kill. Ryan, he's gonna I be taking you. draws left, Ryan. right, and center. He was fifty eight percent last year. I'm pretty sure. Ryan, I said this to you in the last show we did two months ago. I said I'm really stoked on the Spets signing because it pretty much guarantees that Freddie the Goat won't be in the lineup anymore. And, and like, it was a got- beauty move to sign for a league minimum. That yes. that's another reason why that signing's so awesome. Ask me how I'm going to feel in November when I'm looking at the ice time and it says Austin Matthews, 1835, Jason Spezza, 2114. <laughs> no, no, no one gets above 20 minutes for Babs. Okay, fine. It's, it's going to be Spezza. Tavares, 1930, Matthews, 1837, and then Spezza, 1757 or something. <laughs> That's exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> and we're all going to be just going mental. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's oh, a huge yeah. thing. That, and like anyone who has listened to Talking Buds on the regular knows that it's hard for us to go at least one episode without talking about Mike Babcock. But he's going to be a huge story this year, man. Like if they don't get past the first round, he's fired. 
Yeah, he should be. Dude, like yeah. it, you said earlier, like you're excited because, well, it's always exciting because this team is always kind of in the breadth of a Stanley Cup. And it's like, dude, we got to win a round. Yeah, I know. Like, let's let's <laughs> stop talking about this team in cup contention. We got to win a round. Well, right. We like, talked this is earlier. Horrible. About, like, we talked on. earlier about how the the other teams in the division will be better this year. It's like, right, if they get to Christmas and they're like in and out of a wild card, you're starting to talk about Babcock's job then. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And like, one thing you know about Mike, he's going to get his team to the playoffs. Like that's one yeah. thing on his resume that he does have. But and it's, I don't, I don't what see, are you going to do when you get there? Because it hasn't I, been pretty so far. It would have to be catastrophic, in my opinion, for Dubas and Shanahan to make an in-season change. Yeah. So Babcock's probably good until the end of the year. But it's true, man. If they don't get past the first round, he's fired. Yep. Well, to me, there's there's no excuse. Four years in a row getting pwned out of the first round? Yeah. Not, no, thank not good. you. Yeah, not good. Went around. Let's yeah. like, this year I this year I you won't hear a Stanley Cup come out of my mouth once. You will not hear those two words come out of my mouth talking about this hockey team. Yeah. We gotta win around. Yeah. I'm done with that. All right. With that, uh, let's wrap this baby up. I just want to say thanks to everybody on social who has just been, like, we we put the new logo out and everybody commenting and they're stoked for us to come back. And, you know, like, you check people who are still downloading the episodes and listening to us and, like, it's really cool. And sometimes, you know, doing the pod, like, for an entire season, it's a grind. Like, it's, like, you got to make sure you watch every game and, like, it's a grind. But you know what? Like when you do it and people listen and they engage and stuff, it's so fun. So I just want to say thanks to everyone for doing that and keeping up with us and supporting. We really appreciate it. And like I've said a bunch of times on this show, we're here for good until this season is over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All this thing, this talking buds thing is going to just progress every single year, year after year after year after year. And... The fact that we go on and see that people are still downloading in the summer episodes that are three months old have a bunch of downloads in July like that. That is all the motivation in the world for us to keep going. So thank you guys, man. That is awesome. All right, Ryan, I'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right, buddy. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Come on, let's go to the blue goes everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme based with special guests the blue hotel hotline at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel 
begins Friday, September 23rd.